Thank you everyone for joining us. Hello, and uh, we got uh, we got quite a conversation today talking about Israeli elections on our show, Crossing Boundaries. And uh, as usual, uh, Kim is with me from uh, Tel Aviv. Hello, Kim, our wonderful co-host. How is how's, how's the weather in Tel Aviv, Kim? Tel Aviv is crazy. I mean, it's, uh, it's hot as if it's summer in maybe not summer in Tel Aviv, but summer where you're living now, South, Car South Carolina. Um, and you can actually go to the beach in February. It's mind blowing to me. How about you? Uh, weather, it was good yesterday. I was able to have a lunch outside, which was nice. Today is terrible. Um, <laughs> so it's okay. And then we got a couple people with us. Uh, well, we have a co-host with us, a friend of ours, uh, Danny Sherman. He's uh, oh. at the Truman uh, Institute in the uh, lab for democracy and conflict resolution, uh, peace and conflict resolution. So it's good to have you. I know Danny, I think now for what, 12, I don't know, 12, 15 years, I think. Uh, exactly. Uh, I, it's the parents 16, actually, yeah. yeah. All right. And our Thanks guest today me. is a member of Knesset. Uh, he's from Yeshatid uh, party. We're going to start with uh, Ram Ben Barak. Uh, he was a deputy head of Mossad in Israel before and has held many other uh, positions in, in military and in the government. And after that, we will have also another uh, member of Knesset, uh, Uzi Dayan, who will join us uh, uh, in a little bit, but we're starting with Ram. Thank you so much for joining us. And it's kind of a crazy thing to, to start with, but I feel like there are more elections in Israel now than in the whole world. Like it, it's just uh, people, I can't anymore follow how many elections in Israel. It's like every six months or a year, you hear, oh, another election, another election. What, what's- If you don't, if you don't know Israel, Israel is the new Italy now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I often joke is like Israel wants to prove it's a democracy so much that like uh, an election every four years is not enough. We need to do it annually. And we found ourselves in a very uh, strange uh, situation. Um, and uh, let's say that the system today, maybe it's not uh, fixed uh, the reality and maybe we need to do some change in our uh, system. But uh, the coalition system is, uh, it's, uh, as, as you can see, it's uh, almost 50-50 and uh, no, none of the on the park can, uh, can make a coalition. So we are going uh, election after election. I hope this election will uh, finish different. But uh, yes, we have a problem. But first, let me speak about uh, myself and what I'm doing in the uh, initiative party. I joined the Yeshatid Party after a long serve in the Israeli Mossad. You all know Israeli Mossad. But when oh. I first met Yair Lapid, the head of the party, in a small cafe in Ramat Aviv, and he asked me to join the party, I, I told him, okay, I, I might join the party, but I have one, one condition. He told me, what is the condition? And, and then I said, that they, that my condition is that Yeshatid party will do whatever she can to make the citizen or the citizen of Israel equal. Doesn't matter if they are Muslim or Jewish, because I believe that the most important thing for Israel security is that all the citizen of Israel is equal, 100% uh, without any different. If you want to know what he what he tell me, say how come that a, a guy like you that was 33 years of from of his life running after Arabs all over the world, come with uh, this uh, statement? Of course, it was a joke, but uh, because I believe that we will never be a, a democratic state if we will not uh, reach a situation that all the citizens, the all nine million citizens in Israel are equal and a child in Ranana and a child in Kfamanda are getting the, the same education and the same opportunity to, to success in Israel. And since then I, I work 
in the party for 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 to, to reach this uh, situation in Israel. That unfortunately, it's not uh, like this today. We are democratic. Is everyone is a is a <clears throat> is a facing the law of the, the same, but in some some part of uh, we are not equal, and this is something that we need uh, to work on it. We are not there yet, unfortunately, because of that. Of course, I am uh, very against uh, the national uh, law that uh, you all know, and uh, if we, we, we must change this uh, this uh, law to and to put to or to throw it away or to to fix it and to to um, point the equal in this uh, law. Uh, <clears throat> yes, we are in a in a situation of uh, election now. Um, Israel is uh, the Prime Minister of Israel is uh, going to a trial. Uh, many, very, uh, uh, you know, in many cases, and uh, is doing whatever he can to avoid from this trial. And uh, because of that, uh, he gave the other small party whatever they like, uh, the religious. Uh, um, and the, the religious uh, party uh, and another party and, uh, and all the way he think and all the decisions that he make, never mind if he's dealing with the corona, never mind if he's dealing with the economic situation, all the all his thought, oh, how can I how can I keep my coalition? Because the moment I will not be a prime minister, I will go to 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 a trial, and uh, and uh, Israel is like a, I don't know the word like a pataruba hostage in the, in the in the end of the prime minister, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, because of uh, of that uh, we are this this is the real the real uh, uh, the real thing why we are in this uh, in this uh, position. Now and are you I are do. you optimistic for the future? Now that yes. we got to this position and we're going to uh, another set of elections, do you think that something will truly change? Yes, I optimistic because uh, something has happened. Gidon Saar started with the new Tikva Hadasha, the new party, the right party, the people from the Likud uh, built. And it changed, and it changed the, the, the power in the coalition because uh, today even uh, there is a party from the right that said that they will not sit with Netanyahu. And uh, there is a, now there is a big party at the Likud, about uh, 38, uh, 28, 30 uh, mandate. And, uh, uh, and there is another uh, small or medium party but there is enough medium party that they are not going to sit with Netanyahu. And uh, of course, there is, there is Naftali Bennett, and we don't know what he will decide in the end. But right now, in this point, even with Naftali Bennett, he don't have a coalition. And uh, I believe that in the end of the day, even Naftali Bennett uh, will not, uh, are not going to sit with him because Naftali Bennett, in the end of the day, want to be the leader of the right. And, uh, and uh, on the, until Netanyahu is sitting in the chair, he cannot, he will never be the, the leader of the right. He, he have a, a very big interest to, to, to move, that's what I think, to move uh, Netanyahu from his uh, chair, and after that to build himself to be the leader of the, of the right. <clears throat> I hope, but anyway, Without Naftali, uh, we have a, we have a, a, we have a <coughs> chance uh, too. Um, uh, many people are afraid from uh, Ben Gvir, and uh, maybe they will decide to to, to vote not to uh, not to Naftali, maybe to Gidon Saar. And I hope that uh, Yeshatid, I hope and I and, and uh, that hope we will be the the biggest uh, party in the in the center left and uh, there is a big chance that uh, we will uh, build a new government and the Airapid will be the prime minister that I'm working very hard that uh, it's to happen 
and I hope uh, this uh, that we, this what it's going to be. But we have another 39, 39 days to the election, so many many things can happen in Israel. 39 days, it's like uh, seven years in other place. It was, we used to say, it's uh, like uh, 10 years in America, but in America, in the Trump administration, it was like in Israel. So, <laughs> so now we can, cannot say that anymore. You, you come from the Mossad background. I wonder what your thoughts about even the new elections and the relationships with the Arab world. One of the things Netanyahu can claim <clears> is that he has brought you know, normalization. How would this election affect that? And is this something that's going to continue regardless of the next government uh, go up? Relationship even with the Palestinians, what would happen in, in that sense? Well, first of all, uh, you can say something if you want to find one thing good that the, the, the Trump did and Netanyahu did, it was the normalization with the with the Emirate and with uh, Morocco. By the way, with uh, the normalization with uh, Morocco, I was very much involved. And, uh, I, took, I took a very important part of, of this uh, relationship. But this is a very good, uh, this is very good uh, things. And I think that the influence of, uh, of this relation is the, the end of the, of the end of the dream about the end of the annexation because in the moment that uh, we, we did this uh, uh, normalization there will be no acceptation in the in the in the West Bank and this is very good from my point of view. Uh, if you ask me about the 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 relationship with the Arab world, look the the Arab the Arab countries understand in the last uh, 10, 15 years that they have two main enemy against them. And none, none of this enemy is not Israel. The main, the main enemy against the, the, the Sunnah country is the, 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 the extreme Islam. The extreme Islam, Daesh, Al-Qaeda, etc. This is the main, the main stress of the, of the Sunnah, Sunnah country. And after that, Come the Iran, of course, but uh, the, the extremist Islam is much more dangerous because the extreme Islam is inside the country and the Iran is outside the country. But both this uh, the, and they understand that Israel is not a problem. Israel is the, in somehow the solution for this uh, stretch, and because of that, the normalization start many years ago. I was in the when I was in the Mossad, I was in the many Arab country and uh, there will be no normalization, but there was a very good connection. And uh, now it's uh, very important this uh, normalization for many reasons. And uh, one of the reasons is that when you have a normalization with a country like uh, Abu Dhabi, as, uh, so you are very close, Bahrain, you are very close to Iran. And uh, like the Iranian want to be very close to us in Lebanon, it's very important that we will be very close to them in Bahrain. And the Iranian understand it very good, and uh, so this is a very good thing that uh, Trump did from his uh, reason, and uh, Netanyahu did, and I'm very glad about it. And I think that it helped for us to to do an agreement with the Palestinian because after we understand that uh, there will be no the uh, what you said in the West Bank, so uh, so. Um, so now we can start talk. And the Yeshatid party uh, is, is wishing and uh, for, uh, for an agreement with the Palestinian. We want to separate from the Palestinian. The best way to separate from the Palestinian is with agreement, with a peace agreement. But, but on the way to this, to, this, uh, 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 to this, we can do it without a, a full agreement. But we have to start to separate from them. Uh, there are some things that we are saying that it's uh, we will never uh, give uh, give, uh, give back to the Palestinian. For example, the uh, Jordan Valley. The Jordan Valley, uh, the Jordan Valley is very important for Israel, and it's very important for the state of the Palestinian, because the moment we know, we all know, after a, a nice war, in, in which neighborhood we are living in. 
and the moment that uh, you will have a, a Palestinian state that is uh, open for the for the east and uh, no one can stop no one can separate between her and the Arab Muslim uh, state from the east uh, I believe that the Palestinian state will be very quickly Daesh or Hamas or something like this. But you have to declare that the, the, Palestinian, the, the land is Palestinian. So you, you, we need to, to speak and we need to, to be creative and we need to think about a, a solution. For example, we can uh, list the land from the Palestinian for 100 years. There is now a lot of uh, people in the, the Jordan Valley. We can pay them for this uh, lease. You can do many things that uh, both countries can live uh, with, uh, you know, without the uh, health, the honor, and etc. Et and uh, and get paid. Ram, can I ask you a question, if, if it's if I may? You've um, thanks. I, I mean, I'm fascinated by the your international experience. So I I, I also want to just listen to you much more. But one of the but if if I can, one of the things that seems um, fascinating and challenging about this election and the previous elections is how perhaps it, it demonstrates a basic problem that, that Israel has. As, as, um, as, as many of us know, it, um, Israel is a country that doesn't have a constitution. And it, in some ways, it also means that the country hasn't yet been fully constituted, meaning it hasn't fully been formed. What's its identity? What does it stand for? And some of, and when you were describing the conflict, this, I mean, this, the current polls place the anti-Netanyahu block at having 61 votes or maybe a very thin margin over the pro-Netanyahu um, block at, at the current moment, that, that doesn't really deal with, with a, a deeper issue, which Yeshatid has come to propose, which is saying, this is what the country stands for. This is how we should constitute the party. The, 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 the country, this is what we should, this is, these are the things we should believe in about religious and secular and what you pointed out before, um, equality for all citizens or, or how, we, how, how rights are going to be given out and whether things are left or right economically. How, how do you see Yeshatid managing in a situation where the, the political alliance that will get rid of Netanyahu is actually all over the map from the far, I mean, from the, from the left to the right? Well, and sorry, uh, before you begin, Ram, I'll just say uh, we'll we'll finish up with that question and we'll continue to our next uh, um, guest. Uh, Go ahead. If you remember, I start with the with the with the problem that uh, we need to make some change in our system, and one of the change uh, our dream is that we will have a constitution. Right now we don't have, and uh, we have to build it all the time, and we can, and we change it in the in the Knesset when we don't like something, and this is not the way that a country can can go on. Uh, yes, of course we have to we have to to change many things. One one of the things is to see that you give the the Haredim, the religious people, to live their life without disturb your life. And you, let, and you can live your life without they disturb you. And uh, we have to separate the religious from the state. But uh, in Israel, we don't say to, to, to separate. In Israel, we have to, we have to, uh, to, to, how to say, to, um, to organize from the beginning relations, to reorganize the, the relation between the religious and the and the, and the, the, the other people, and yes, we need to do a, a lot of things. They, they, in the end of the day, in the end of the day, the day, every person, every citizen in Israel, need to be equal and need to do what he believes that is uh, is what he is believed to do. For example, if you are living in a, in a Hulon, and you want to go to the sea in Batyam, right? Today, you cannot go if you don't have a car because there is no uh, public uh, transportation in Shabbat. So, of course, in a religious neighborhood, there will be no transportation in Shabbat. But in a in not an unreligious uh, neighborhood, why not? If you don't give them the opportunity to go to the sea, you, it's not equal. The opportunity is not equal. It's only an example why we have to reorganize uh, this. And we have a lot of uh, work. Uh, Israel is a, 
is a young state uh, with a lot of problem, but uh, we need to we need to have a call and to go to this call and to and to fix it. And this is what we are going to do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for the time and thank you for explaining to us. And maybe after the elections, we'll have another conversation. I, I, will be, I will be more than glad we didn't speak about Biden. We didn't speak about the nuclear, uh, the nuclear uh, Iran uh, ambitions and et cetera, et cetera. We have a lot of things to speak about it. Absolutely. Next time. Absolutely. Thank you, Ram. Thank you for joining. Uh, we're going to bring in another uh, member of Knesset, Ozi Dayan, uh, from the Likud party. And you know, my first thought, Uzi, hello, Uzi, nice, nice to meet you here. But I learned this from you, Danny, is that Uzi and uh, Ram, both of them come from the same background, worked in the military, probably together, were in the Mossad together, and I wonder if they were friends before. And what happens to people who are friends before. Not in the Mossad, in the, in the Sayyarat Matkal. In the Sayyarat Matkal. And I yes. wonder what happens to people who are friends and then end up in different political parties and whether those relationships uh, kind of die when you go in a different political parties or they do survive. Can you hear me now? We can. Yes. Yeah. Hi. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Good, good friends remain good friends. If not, it means that they weren't really good friends. They just were in the same unit. <laughs> and um, I was, um, those days I was the, finally, after 17 years, the commander of this special unit, something like the Delta Force, but much better. And uh, and I was the commander of Benjamin Netanyahu. If you want to blame somebody for his personality, I'm one of those people <laughs> to blame. And, I was the commander of uh, Rami Ben Barak, Ram Ben Barak. So and I believe that we are still good friends to see how the Israeli connections are kind of, um, I don't want to say complicated because if you ask an Israeli a question, he said it's very complicated usually. That's the Israeli answer. But um, I am very Israeli. I was born in Israel. My parents were born in Israel. My father, was killed in the independence war. I was 100 days old. 30 days later, they announced the state of Israel. And later on, Rami Ben Barak, Ram Ben Barak, uh, had a brother, and his name was Zohar Ben Barak. He was named after my brother, after my father, and he was killed in the Yom Kippur War. So these are the kind of Israeli connections and relations mm -hmm. that I think will beat any political situation. I don't know, unless you are, a, I don't know, Barak and Netanyahu and Benny Gantz. <laughs> but uh, we, we, we keep it. So maybe we can start with, uh, thank you for, for the explanation, but maybe we can start with an explanation a little bit from your perspective and the next election. The Likud has been in power for, for almost two decades now. Wait, uh, wait, wait a minute. Can I present myself? Or yes, do please you? do. Please do. Ah, okay. So as I said, I'm very Israeli. My parents were born in Israel. My father was killed in the independence war. I grew up in the Valley of Israel. And um, later on joined the uh, military. I was 70 years in the Israeli Special Unit and later on in other places, but commander of the Central Command and uh, I don't know, the Deputy Chief of Staff, a Division Commander and so on for many years. And uh, I'm being the, the a planning branch commander. I was also in charge of the mm -hmm. security committee on the Israeli negotiation with the Palestinians, with the Syrians, with the Jordanians, and uh, in charge of the relations with the, the strategic relations between Jerusalem and Washington, and 
and so on. Uh, today I'm a Knesset member of the Likud, and as I said, I will present everything from a very Israeli perspective, because I'm very Israeli. You will never tell it by my accent, I know, but you can take my word for it. And, um, and I belong to the Likud party, which means I present the, the right wing uh, in Israel, and one of the, which means that uh, I think that Israel should be more Jewish and more democratic. I can explain that uh, what I mean by that. And uh, what else by saying the, well, we don't think that in Israel there is right and left, but uh, right and wrong. I think that this was taken from uh, the United States of America. This election, uh, we are very democratic, not like you in the States. We don't have an election every four years. We have four elections in one year. And uh, I think it's a, it's a disaster, by the, by the way. Uh, for many years, the election in Israel wasn't to whom you belong, this is a very Israeli question and very political one, which, which have political uh, implication. You can ask in Israel the basic question, are you first of all Jewish and then Israeli? Or are you first of all Israeli and then Jewish? Or say the same for me, don't screw my mind. Don't uh, ask me such rubbish, it's not important. But this is very important issue in Israel. Most of the Israelis are first of all Jewish, and then Israel. It doesn't mean that they are not uh, Jewish enough, etc. But this is a basic Israeli question. The election is usually about that. For example, in the last election in 77, the Jews beat the Israelis in Israel. Uh, this saying belongs to Shimon Peres, to the uh, to the late Shimon Peres. Now, this election now is about the corona virus, how we cope with that, uh, which is, uh, you know, um, a lot of vacation uh, uh, to do not only with the health and the economic and other issues. And it, it's a, for certain reason, it's also an election about uh, the parties that we call, you know, in Israel, there are 39 parties in this election. Maybe now it's less because some of them are run away, but uh, we started this election uh, with 39 parties, which means we have too many parties. And this is very Israeli. And the, the election is due to the Israeli uh, law. You know, in Israel, there is no constitution. There are basic, uh, what is called basic laws. And one of the law of the election say that by the end of the election, you count the votes, and somebody has to construct a coalition, a government. If it doesn't do it, it goes to somebody else. And by the end of this row, uh, it may, might be, and it was for some times in the uh, last five years, mm -hmm. that nobody can come up with a government, which means with a coalition. And then you go to another election, and so on and so on. It's, it's something basic that has to be changed uh, uh, mm -hmm. in Israel. And this election is also due to the reason that in the last election, the fourth one, no, yes, the, four, the third one, the uh, Knesset number 23, we try so much to come up with a government, with a coalition, that we go to partition and uh, a lot of arrangements that didn't work. <laughs> and once it didn't work, the government is very weak, and especially that time, the corona, and as usually we have... Uh, security issues, number one is uh, Iran, 
number two is terrorism. And so we, we, we have to go to another election, which because it doesn't uh, uh, work, I think I spoke too much. So let, let's me. <laughs> Do something that politicians you, you answer. Usually, I give you the microphone and uh, read no, it. No, you, you already answered my first question, so that was fine. I was going to yeah, ask you exactly see? why we getting another election. So you already, uh, you already. We might won. we might go to a fifth election. It will be horrible, and uh, as they say in Israel, it can't be. Well. We succeed in it four times. I hope very much we won't go to a fifth one because mm -hmm. we, we, this is a very important election. By the way, every time it's very important election and every time you come to Israel, everybody say, you are in a crossroad. We have to see, but that time we have two very important issues for the present, which mean one, to fight uh, the corona uh, effectively. And two, uh, is there's uh, usually security issues and normalization in the Middle East. It's a very different Middle East from what... So I got what the question. In, and and in the future, listen to it, because this is important that usually we don't talk about it. So I in think the, the way we will do it, uh, the way we will do it, uh, uh, Uzi, is uh, each of us has a question for you. So I'll, if that's okay with the others two, I'll maybe start with mine and then we'll go to Kim and... and yeah, just one sentence, I'm sorry. Sure. In the year 2048, the population in Israel will be 20 million. Mark this number. It's astonishing. I mean, it's not a lot of people, I don't know, in New York maybe, but in Israel. 20 million, it's, it's a different country and a different uh, 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 Middle East. And uh, 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 by the way, uh, Israelis and Jews will ask how many Jewish people are going to be out of those 20 million. And in Israel, we can give an answer to it because in Israel, you are Jewish by default in a way. You don't become something else. Uh, there are different kind of Jews, but uh, you, you are still a Jewish, and the number is 15 million, which means that in 2048, the population of Jews in Israel will be more than they are Jewish now on earth. So Israel will become, from my point of view, not only a Jewish democratic state, but a state of the Jewish people. And this election is going to be very critical uh, in constructing or thinking about infrastructure, but also about education, uh, border lines, etc. So my question is, I get what you're saying. However, it seems at least when I read the news and look at all of those things, there are a couple of parties that envision in ideas, they're not that different from Likud. You know, I look at Gidon Saar, for example. I mean, he grew up in the Likud. He's a Likud guy and the people with him, uh, Ilkin and so on. So is this election really about vision and ideas or is it about personalities? Is it mainly between Bibi Netanyahu and between the rest of people who do or don't want Bibi Netanyahu to win? Is it really an election about ideas and policies and visions or is it a personality, those who want Bibi and believe he's the only person who can run the country, and those who think, no way, Bibi is the worst person to do it. It's basically about personalities, uh, because uh, uh, there are not so many different views in Israel. Uh, let's take, for example, the left wing. If Meretz and the Labour Party can't go today together, and my grandpa was in the Labour Party. It wasn't the Labour Party of Merav Michaeli, believe me. <laughs> but if even Meretz and the Labour Party don't go together, mm -hmm. it means, you know uh, how pe people say that uh, how an Israeli male commits suicide by jumping from his ego to his IQ. And uh, what I'm trying to say, that I hope very much that the right wing will find a way to go uh, 
together because basically there is no such so many differences and the problem in a way is because the Likud is a democratic uh, uh, party. In, now in the Israeli parliament, there is more than 70, almost 80 members of Knesset, member of the parliaments, who weren't elected in the primaries, which means people didn't elect them. They were chosen, eliminated by somebody, uh, Lapid, uh, Kahlon, Lieberman, now uh, Gidon Saar, and they are stuck there. And some of them jump from one party to another. Some of them are going to be in their fourth party with a sum of money that every Knesset member has for the election, his party got for the election. And I think that this is a very problematic from the democracy in Israel. This is what I mean that Israel should be more democratic. But also for that election, people come to the Likud party and say, everybody but Bibi. But he was elected. And we were elected. In the, in the primaries in the Likud, and later on, uh, there was an election. Gidon Saar lost to Bibi in such an election. And, uh, and uh, what we say to them, come on, you are not even democratic country. Now we are telling us who should be our chairman. We elected this chairman. You don't like it. Let's go to an election and, and elect and vote for somebody else. By the way, all, all, all the demonstrations in Israel are become kind of funny because this is a very basic uh, right of people to go and to demonstrate. There is a question about how to do it in the Corona time, but let's leave it aside and just ask, what are the demonstrations today for? You wanted an election? I didn't want that election, but you won finally, and there is an election. So go, go and vote for one of the 39 parties that you want. I usually say to people, I, I mean, here, uh, it's not, it's, uh, the audience is not voters, <laughs> okay? So I don't want to waste my time and to pursue you to vote for the Likud party. What I'm saying is that don't waste your vote for, for, for one of the 39 parties or for a party that is all about one man, because people will say everybody but Bibi, Finally, go to everybody. It doesn't mean that there are bad people or so, but you know, the black, uh, the, the uh, black, <laughs> white and the uh, uh, blue and white party, for example, won more than 30, more than 30 uh, uh, mandates. And it's now about four or five, or I, or I don't know. It's, it's astonishing, it, you know what it means? It means, that everybody look for a saver from his point of view. And when it doesn't work, it doesn't work because there is no, according to your question, there is no really idea, there is no really ideology. Uh, there is something, we have a guy that can beat Bibi. And in a way, this is what the election is about. Danny, what was your question? Yeah, I, I, I want to actually connect it to something, Uzi, that, that, you had, um, that, that you had described about Israel not having a constitution. And it's a question, a similar question to what I asked Iran bin Barak. And it also relates to Aziz, to, to the, where, where you started in terms of what's the difference between Likud and, and the party immediately to its, to its uh, or, or adjacent to it or possibly to its right with, with Gidon Saar. It's not entirely clear. Um, they're, they're, if I, I was going to ask actually about the, the party on, uh, immediately to the left of the Likud, meaning possibly that's, I would assume that, that you would, you would say, describe that as Yeshatid. But if, if one looks a bit more broadly, there are ideological differences. There is a, because Israel hasn't been constituted, there are some basic questions that haven't been answered. It's questions about um, what's going to happen at, with the Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza and the 
what, what is left of the framework of the Oslo Accords, what's going to happen in terms of the relationship between Israel and the, between um, the citizens, uh, secular citizens and religious citizens. It's, it's, and, and there are differences between both political differences between Likud with its now traditional relationship with the religious and some of the other parties. And, um, and yet at the same time, there's also a, a, this very amorphous center, the center that is very, very vague, which I, I completely agree with you. How in this context, when so, there's so much as personal as you described, can we actually deal with some of these constitutional issues? You know, defining, the, defining the state. Look, uh, first of all, I don't think that there is so many differences from the ideological point of view. Of course, there are differences. How do I know? Uh, I know from, from the Palestinians. And actually, I have a lot of friends because I was so many years in this trying to build the new Middle East, in what I call the, the rest in peace process. <laughs> the people from Iran to the Maghreb and people from uh, Turkey to the Emirates, etc. And uh, what they say, they say, we don't care whether your name is uh, those times, they say Boggy or Bougie or Bibi. By the, by the way, they say these are names of cats, not names of uh, politicians, etc. And they say, They have nine lives. We are all the same, actually. And uh, what happened in the Middle East that we arrived to a point there was the Arab Spring, and then uh, everything collapsed, and now the the, the Corona, and uh, and uh, Benjamin Netanyahu succeed in amazing move with President uh, Trump that is not here anymore, and. Um, uh, and I don't see such such a big difference. You say even the Arab parties in Israel, the Meshutefet, voted against a peace agreement with, uh, let's say, Bahrain and uh, and the Emirates and Sudan, which is amazing. I mean, it. What does it mean? It means that you don't care about how to do peace or normalization. And the whole situation in the Middle East change. And here I coming to a, a, a direct answer to your question. There used to be a dividing line in the Middle East for many years between, let's say, Israeli Jews and the Muslims Arabs, okay? I mix, I make a salad here, okay? But that was the, the difference. Now the dividing line is between, uh, let's say in American way, the good and the bad guys. The bad guys are Iran, trying to achieve a, a nuclear bomb, and they uh, use terrorism, and uh, the evil axis, uh, Iran, Syria, Turkey. And the good guys are looking for normalization. They don't want terrorism. They don't want a Shiite. A, a nuclear a bomb, and the Palestinians were left behind. They were left behind because for every Israeli or American or anybody offer, uh, they come with a la, we don't want it. We have the 67 line, come on, stop dreaming. And the Arabs say, okay, we sick and tired of that. A Palestinian friend said to me, you know, we become the Jews of the Arabs. <laughs> it's true in a way. I mean, come on. So we arrived to a Middle East in which the people around and the countries and most of the people, they don't love us, okay? They used to say, we hate you. <laughs> Not you personally, General Diane, you are a nice guy, etc. But you came to the Middle East, you do whatever you want, you don't understand our mentality, you don't understand our tradition, you are going to end up like the Crusaders. By the way, 20 or 15 million people, it's not the Crusaders. And they don't say it anymore. They say, we are jealous of you. Why are you are jealous of us? 
say because you are stable, you are a steady country, and it doesn't mean whether the name is Bibi or Boogie or Daniel, etc. And two, you achieve your strategic goals. One is water. It doesn't mean that we have a lot of water, but it becomes a, a kind of a economical issue. Two, it's energy. We are free energetically, who dream about it. We used to be the, the holy country because we drill holes in every place. That was the holy country. And, and finally, demography. 15, 20 million people. It's not the 160,000 or 20,000 crusaders. So in East, inside Israel, we have to talk about our future infrastructure, etc., how to continue. And, and the, the, the really lefties in Israel are very small uh, uh, group. And all the other people say, we are ready to peace, to normalization. We all want to go against the coronavirus. We will quote as Israelis. We will have a lot of opinion to pray, not to pray, to go to the school or not. But everybody understands that they, first of all, like grand, my grandmother and grandma used to say, uh, they say in, in Yiddish, which means, first of all, health and parnuse, jobs, how to live on. And all the other will come later. So there are differences, but this is not justified for elections in two years. And this is become because uh, too many Israelis, from my point of view, uh, say Israel above, behind, the, or first of all, Israel, but finally they think uh, my party or I want to, to be the ruler and this is my ambitions and the hell with the rest of it. Thank you, Uzi. Um, first of all, thank you for joining us. And I'll say again that we'd love to have another conversation after the elections, hopefully uh, the last fourth ones, not fifth. We call it AC, you know, there is BC before Christ, <laughs> AC after the corona. After Corona, after elections, AE. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, I just want to be respectful for your time and for our listeners as well. Um, I'm going to return you to be an attendee, but thanks again for joining thank us. Thank you. Danny, just one quick question for you as we move along. Um, we, we talked about right-wing parties. We talked about uh, uh, middle. And I want to give a little perspective on the left as well. I mean, I know that we leaned a little left too. But um, the left had a rough start uh, with these elections. And now are, are a bit of a different place right now. Do you want to talk about that? Sure, I, I think there are some, this is, I'll, I'll actually refer back to where, where what Uzi had described in terms of the, um, this lack of, um, a lack of agreement, or the, the, what, what he was describing as a, as a tremendous amount of overall agreement about what the state should look like. He didn't really look at, at issues of religion and state, which, um, which um, Ram Ben Barak did mention. And so, so I think there are some very significant differences there. And that also melds, I'm sorry, I'll get, I promise Kim, I'll get to your, to the question. Um, so melds very, in, in a very interesting way with, um, with the positions of the Likud party and politically, not necessarily ideologically, but politically, the Likud is overall a from an ideological perspective and Netanyahu's perspective is one which is, is fairly secular in nature, despite the fact that many of the voters of Likud are increasingly traditional in, 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 in nature. But even more importantly, um, they, the Likud party has, has um, started defining as its natural part, partners, both the, the Sfaradi, the, the, the Mizrahi, the Middle Eastern religious parties and the 
and the Ashkenazi or the sort of European religious parties. So as, as the natural parties that, that will join together with the Likud and, and they, when, when people talk about a, um, uh, whether there's a left, a, a pro-Netanyahu or an anti-Netanyahu bloc, they're talking religious secular, but that also matches about their, their very significant differences of, of views and, and with how the country sees itself. One of the big difficulties, um, the, the reason that I start here in terms of answering your question is that, is that the left has a huge challenge both politically, but also in terms of trying to express what it, what it is that it be believes in. And, and I think that has, um, that has shifted very um, significantly in different parts during Israel's history. And right, right now it is based primarily on, um, it, it's based on a couple, on, it, has, it faces a political problem that there's been a tremendous amount of fragmentation. So we have parties that are, have been split and divided. We have the Meretz party, which is traditionally the standard bearer of the, of the Zionists, of the farthest left that is still claims the, the, the title of being a Zionist party. And they're hovering around four votes, four seats in the, in the Knesset with the question marks still hanging over them about whether they will or will not get into the, into the Knesset. And then we have a, a labor party, which is under Merav Michaeli, who's the new leader of the labor party. And, and Uzi Dayan referred to the fact that the current labor party is not, is not the labor party that his grandfather was, was part of, which is very, very true. That was a labor party coming out of very, a very strong socialist movement, very secular, very, very nationalist. And, the, and while elements of that are still within the current Labour Party, right now it's, it's, it's very difficult to distinguish between the Labour Party under Merav Michaeli and the Meretz Party, um, which is, and, and that and that's, raises some questions of how they're going to, how the electorate is going to respond to whether or not they, they want, how they, how they well, want. And add to it, add to it that yeah. the Labour Party wasn't, is in the current coalition that fell apart. So many people who voted for Labour who were anti-Bibi suddenly found themselves in government with, uh, with Likud. And in some ways, that goes into what Uzi was saying. Yeah, there are differences, but somehow those differences sometimes disappear. I mean, Gantz ran and this whole thing, like I will definitely never sit together with Bibi. Amir Peretz, who ran for the labor left, he like, I'll, I shave my, uh, my uh, ash to prove to you, I will never sit with Bibi. And at the end, it was all, I think if I was voting in an Israeli election, I'd really have a hard time choosing if, who to vote, regardless where you are, unless you are a BB voter, it's probably he's the most consistent and he's not my kind of guy. And still he's the most consistent because everybody else seems to promise, 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 and then, you know, not deliver what they promised. And you can't trust those people who consider themselves maybe left or maybe center left, uh, it has been pretty challenging, I think, for Israeli voters and who not who don't want Bibi to know who do you go for. I think it really is challenging, and there's also a question of who are the leaders that are that are out there. I mean, Peretz, who like him or don't like him, agree with what he did in sort of in terms of stepping into the coalition or disagree. I mean, his stepping into the coalition in some ways was a sign of this deep pragmatism of we can't succeed, we're not going to succeed in in taking. Um, in taking the, the the lead of the country as we hoped to from the from the left and the labor party, but I am your Peros is I'm going to stand up for certain very um, specific social programs, the traditional left um, roles that, that he was that he was hoping to to move into. I don't know that that was really that if he, he I, I'm not supporting it. I'm just ex explaining the the, the position. But um, but the other piece is, is the the leaders of. Um, yesteryear aren't aren't there it's 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 new parties and new and new politicians leading them so it's also a lack of, of people with experience which is a real which is a tremendous uh, problem and and threat and I, I agree with you i think we tried to bring uzi back to finish his sentence but i think we're having technical issues with that um sure I see we have uh, somebody somebody has been asking us about uh and I don't know if we can answer this now or have a whole show about it, about the difference in Jewish identity between Jewish and Israeli and religion versus ethnicity and why the majority of people have to be Jewish in Israel. 
which I don't know if you can answer that in, in one minute, but it's, uh, it's one of the questions we got. So should I take this? I mean, Kim, I, what do you think? I don't have a full answer to that, to that question, but I <laughs> one of the base, I, I think that there, there are some basic issues in contrast to what Uzi Dayan was saying. I think there's some very, very basic issues about what is going to define the state. Um, I, I didn't mention in this in the when I was talking about the leadership there there's a whole dynamic that's happening within um, Israeli Arabs or Palestinian citizens of Israel depending on how the terms that people want to define them from outside depending on the terms that they want to define themselves for from from within and it's and that's something that's that's constantly changing we see a situation which is fascinating where um, you know it, it's not clear what it is that makes a citizen of the state of Israel and that's and that's a uh, and, and that's a, a major question of definition. And um, for in a future conversation, because I agree as is um, that, that it's a it's a it's a question that's that's too broad to answer so so quickly. But I think there is a difference between what what Bibi's Likud wants to define, not just not politically because of pra pra um, pragmatic reasons, but ideologically what they believe. And I think there is a question mark over what Yeshatid believes. It was very telling that Rambe Barak said, and um, uh, when I was asked to join the Yeshatid party, I said, aha, but first, before I'm going to join, I'm going to ask you for this kind of definition of equality for all citizens. That is a very big statement saying that the Yeshatid as a whole has, there's some question mark about what it is overall that they, they say they're going to be the centrist party, but no one has yet defined what that center is going to be. What What's the center around which the state's going to be constituted? And that yeah. may be, um, that, that- I took a class in college about the Jewish identity and what that means. And at the end of the class, we couldn't answer the question. So that, <laughs> That maybe would be a good, uh, definitely a good discussion uh, to have. Sure. Um, Kim, uh, we're not able to bring Uzi to finish his uh, remarks? No, oh. no, we, we can't, but... Um, um, we have one final quick question. I think you and I can answer it. Is there is the only way to get a coalition, Lauren asking, is by people unifying against BB? And my thought, not necessarily, I think, it's all about which politician is the most crafty and good to put the, <laughs> to put together a coalition. And so far, Bibi has been the best uh, the best politician. Is he the best person or not? That's a different question. But he's been definitely the best politician in knowing how to play the game. Uh, and but I think I think Uzi said it correct that people are moving from party to party when they're voting because they're looking for that one person. He said, "Savior, the one person that will manage to defeat uh, Bibi in this sense." And having and now they're going to Gidon Saar, who is I mean it's kind of interesting choice because in many things like like also Uzi said, Gidon isn't that different from Bibi. Might be even some would argue he's more right wing than Bibi. Yeah, but that's different. That's people that are looking for, you know, to still go with the Likud because that's where their heart is. But now they do believe that Bibi needs to move down or, or change. Yes, no, I was looking at the numbers. He, he probably might steal about 10 seats from the Likud, more or less. But 20 seats he's stealing from Gantz, from Kaholavan. Well, I think well, that in Kaholavan... Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry, sorry, please, Kim. I think people put in a lot of hope in uh, blue and white, and once they figured that didn't work, they're looking for a new for a new party to vote for. Right. Regardless of necessarily if they agree with the ideology or not. It's just, okay, this is a new guy who might beat Bibi, so we will go with him regardless. And not knowing, I mean, there's no... Nobody can say that uh, Gidon Saar isn't going to sit in a coalition with Bibi. There's a very good chance he would. I mean, if Gantz did it, why wouldn't Saar do it? Yep. Well, there's. I, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen with in, in that context. At the end of the day, it's the the fight between Gidon Saar and and Bibi Netanyahu can be seen as a fight for the heart of the right wing of a certain type of vision for the state. And that has to be kind of layered over this whole question of, of uh, or maybe a, 
uh, maybe not layered over, maybe another a better way of looking at it is that it needs to be filtered through looking at a lens of this historical moment when that that's this this question of personality politics and populism and people being unclear about where to vote that's we see very similar dynamics in the united kingdom we see very similar dynamics in the united states who's going to be the person who's going to beat trump or let's what what is the republican starting party in the united states stand for with without trump and and I so 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 there's there is an element of this that's of the story that is particularly Israeli, but some of the, the broader dynamics or something relate to this 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 moment when when people seem to have great doubt about what it is that's going to carry us forward, which right. is disturbing. And and whether we and whether politics is about believing in something or about the person that's going to get ahead, the who's who's the top dog, and that's it's a very dangerous place to be, I think. Sadly. Well, thank you, Danny. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Uzi and Ram, for joining us uh, today. I, there are so many topics on the Israeli elections we didn't even touch. I mean, I, I know I follow the Arab election, the Arab parties in, in the Israeli election, and that's its own topic. Uh, we might uh, figure out if we want to touch on that at some point or not. So there are many, many issues we couldn't uh, get to. Hopefully we will at later times, but it still was an interesting discussion. Um, and uh, thank you, Kim, for organizing today's- uh, Kim, thanks very much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners. And uh, as we say, usually it's not where you travel, but it's how you travel. Thank you and have a good weekend. See you next week.